We have a disaster called the big lie, Obamacare. What happens to those 20 million people who have health insurance? I believe, many people in my own state believe, that health care is a right, R-I-G-H-T, regardless of income. One of the traditional methods of imposing statism or socialism on a people has been by way of medicine. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290, KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290, KOIL mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is presented by HKG Medicare Solutions, Renaissance Captive Solutions, the Omaha Press Club, self-funded plan administrators, and caring for people services. This program is produced by E.D. Bellis and available worldwide on iTunes and SoundCloud. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Hey, welcome, my friends. Another fantastic episode. America's Healthcare Challenge lined up for you. Sean McGuire here talking uh, all about the things happening in healthcare, trying to take you through in real time some of the major uh, developments that, that are coming out of uh, legislation pending inside the Beltway. We have regulatory issues happening and and so much more and i'm always excited to be hosting the show and bringing this uh, to you at at any point you would like to text in your questions or give us a call 1-800-577-1290 is the number or locally 402-342-1290 topic of this week's show employers and individuals taking a first look at health care pricing for 2018 health care pricing is probably the number one issue that at at the root of, of all problems of the whole national health care debate. And so we've got a jam-packed episode for you. And we're joined right now uh, with our guest co-host, Stuart Slonen. Stuart is a, a, in a industry pioneer in the insurance industry, uh, specialist in the employer group market. And uh, he's joining us this week to, to uh, have a conversation with me and you, if you'd like to join about uh, these first uh, these first developments that we've seen I guess May was a, a big month, Stuart, with some of the numbers starting to go out. First of all, uh, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Good. Good, Good. to be with you, Sean. Yeah, so we, we, um, last time we talked, we were taking a, a, a very close look at the AHCA as it went through the House, some of the things that it could be facing as it goes into the United States Senate. But why don't we just uh, briefly provide a quick summary of the pending health care legislation for our listeners to give them a little bit of a context before we get into some of these major issues we're going to talk about today. Well, <clears throat> I think <clears throat> to uh, to uh, uh, guide us into today's topic, <clears throat> I think it's important to understand why we are doing this now. Uh, the kids are just getting out of school. Graduation has just happened. Summer, uh, you know, vacation season has started. So why are we paying attention to this now? Well, when you take a look at the marketplace in general for healthcare, the employer marketplace, uh, you know, covers 175 million people. Uh, Obamacare, as it's presently constituted, is 22 million. Medicaid, we've recently covered, is 74 million, and the Medicare marketplace is 55 million. You know, bringing us to about 326 million people. So, obviously, looking at the numbers, the employer marketplace is the largest of all these components. Why do you take a look at it now? Because employers are just beginning to get their renewal notices uh, this month. And the large um, uh, employer uh, consulting firms have just come out with these statistics for 2017. So we have a firm understanding in terms of what are costs really like. And, and that's really the reason why I, I thought uh, the topic would be timely uh, to our listeners today. Right. And I think anybody that we talk to, this seems to be the number one concern is just really the cost of of this this coverage. And and, and mm-hmm. we're talking about the individual market, especially for, for a lot of these folks. Uh, let's kind of talk about the individual market pricing. Uh, sure. What, what's the course that, that uh, you're seeing right now? Well, when you take a look at uh, Obamacare, uh, Obamacare didn't destroy the markets, you know, as as many people have said. Uh, More than half of the 22 million people who buy their own insurance use the marketplaces. Most of them get a federal uh, tax credit to pay for the coverage. The rest uh, buy from an insurer, uh, and they do not get a tax credit. So 
uh, you know, it's a it's a small segment of the overall marketplace, but a very significant one. Uh, as you just started our conversation today, uh, the GOP leaders uh, in the Senate are now taking up the, the task of health care reform. Uh, there are various proposals that, that have been put on the table this past week on Tuesday, uh, including a prolonged phase-out of the Affordable Care Act uh, and Medicare expansion. There's also growing interest in shoring up the individual marketplace. Uh, there's been a lot of work done at the staff level, uh, but they're getting to the point where they need to make decisions. And I think you're going to see a push in the Senate <clears throat> to get things going this next week or two uh, so that they hope to fashion a bill that they can send to the Congressional Budget Office uh, for pricing uh, that will allow the CBO to score what the actual estimated cost of this proposed bill coming out of the Senate would be. And then the goal, uh, obviously, is to uh, have legislation be able to vote on it before the July 4th uh, recess. Last, I think, yeah, I, I think the other factors here, John, just quickly finishing, <clears throat> is you know the states are affected by what happens with Medicaid. Medicaid added, as we said, I think probably one or two shows ago, added 11 million of the 22 million people to the Medicare uh, rolls of 74 million people, and some of the states are severely uh, impacted by this. I'm just going to quickly go through this. Uh, Arkansas, Kentucky, Nevada, and, and Oregon are among the states uh, that, that have uh, enhanced funding problems. Uh, Florida, Georgia, and Texas have the largest number of uninsured uh, who fall into this category. Alabama, Hawaii, Mississippi, Missouri uh, have more restrictive Medicaid policies. Alaska, District of Columbia, Louisiana, uh, New Mexico, and Wyoming each have multiple demographic characteristics uh, that come with a higher need for Medicaid. And Alabama, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and West Virginia have populations with multiple high-risk needs. Uh, Alabama, Arizona, uh, Idaho, Mississippi, New Mexico, South Carolina, Tennessee, and West Virginia have multiple tax capacity challenges, being able to raise funds from other sources. And Alaska, Alabama, Florida, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Mississippi, and New York have high-cost health care markets and access to health care challenges. So these all factor into what's going on here. So every state has its own its own sorts of challenges or um, unique, yeah, characteristics. Challenges. unique characteristics. Yeah. yeah, because if you look at any pending legislation, the key element that they're uh, they're having to discuss is what are they going to do with the Medicaid population in those states? Right, and new the the you might you the listeners might hear of some eight hundred billion dollars potentially on the table uh, mm -hmm. for, for future um, Medicaid, uh, I guess redu reductions in Medicaid reimbursement. I guess would be the proper term. Yeah, to, to, to yep. use major challenges. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. Well, we're up against a timeout. I wanted to s save our uh, a whole segment for our next topic, which is something that's really important to a lot of the listeners out there, uh, especially if they get their uh, coverage through their employer. And we're going to look at the employer marketplace and mm -hmm. discuss some of the uh, importance uh, that all of these these uh, variables have on the employer market because that's going to be a, a really big big deal here in the second half of 2017 a year that we have been saying and warning about for for quite some time on america's Healthcare challenge this program if this, this is the first time you have heard us thank you for taking the time to listen check out our previous episodes on itunes just uh, search ed bellis uh, and you can find all of those segments you can also find them on soundcloud as well or if you have a different device, it's in the podcast uh, app. You can find us pretty much anywhere. And you can uh, find more about what you need to know as an employer and an employee of a small, mid-sized business coming up next as we discuss the employer marketplace back right after this. Caring 
for People Service is a company who's compassionate about helping others. Um, we really want to make sure that everybody has a fulfilling life, no matter what stage of their life they're in. We have a really dedicated staff of caregivers. They go into people's homes and they provide all kinds of services, as basic as companionship, somebody who just needs a little bit of extra love and care. So they go into the homes and just depending on what that client needs, they're gonna make sure that they attend to those needs. We just really believe in the value of providing non-medical services to people in their homes. It gives people the independence and the confidence to live the way that they choose to live their life. If you or a loved one needs help, call Caring for People Services today at 402-334-6900 or visit us at caringforpeopleservices.com. I can't take this anymore. My company just got a letter from the IRS about Obamacare, and I don't know what it means. It's so confusing with compliance, changes in health insurance, managing employees. It's, it's just too much. Call Sean McGuire at E.D. Bellis. Who? Sean McGuire. He created a company called E.D. Bellis to help people just like you. But it sounds expensive. It's a fraction of the penalties you might pay. The people at E.D. Bellis are always trying to find ways to save money and have services for companies of any size. Call Sean McGuire at E.D. Bellis at 402-884-9020. He'll find a way for your company to save thousands on health care and prescription drugs, as well as compliance costs. Your first consultation is free. Call Sean McGuire at E.D. Bellis, 402-884-9020. 402-884-9020. At E.D. Bellis, They'll help you solve the problem. Research shows moving is one of the most stressful events in a person's life. But thanks to two men in a truck, it doesn't have to be. They have everything you need to move. A courteous professional staff who will customize your move, which includes a no-obligation estimate, a schedule to fit your convenience, and all the necessary packing supplies. And two men in a truck will help you watch your budget, too. Don't stress. Let two men in a truck handle your home or business move. Go to twomenandatruck.com. Two men in a truck selected Best of Omaha for nine years straight with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Are you about to turn 65 or currently on Medicare? The healthcare system can be a complex and frustrating maze, but it doesn't have to be. Holly and HKG Medicare Solutions are here to help. Need help planning for healthcare expenses in retirement or choosing the right plan? Her advice is absolutely free and specific to you. HKG Medicare Solutions is contracted and authorized to consult on Medicare Advantage and Medicare Supplement plans. To schedule a consultation, give Holly a call. 402-502-5286. 402-502-5286. Looking for the most exclusive club downtown? The perfect place for your next dining experience, event, or work outing is the Omaha Press Club. With an amazing view of Omaha and featuring a certified executive chef and event coordinator, what are you waiting for? Click omahapressclub.com to learn more. earned capital in the campaign, political capital, and now I intend to spend it. And now I intend to spend it. You're listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire on News Talk 1290. Join the conversation on Facebook at hashtag America's Healthcare Challenge or like our page at facebook.com backslash America's Healthcare Challenge. Welcome back to the show for... Uh, this segment and others online, uh, you can check out Facebook, our Facebook page, facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge. You can check out the SoundCloud page. Uh, some of the segments that Stuart and I have done are on his website. Stuart, uh, what is your website again where they can see some of those episodes? Okay, the website is uh, rcs-ins.com. Cool, yeah, and uh, you can read about a lot of other interesting things on that website as well. This segment, we're talking about the employer marketplace, a big part of the overall puzzle. Do you think um, Do you think that they uh, really realized the uh, scope of the employer marketplace when they were designing the ACA, or, or is the, do you think they had this uh, these kind of unintended consequences? Did you think they were able to anticipate that, or did this just kind of happen as everything played out? Well, again, understanding that the uh, employer marketplace represents 175 million people out of a total population of 326 million people that get their health care at the workplace. Uh, understanding that 
when you take a look at the uninsured uh, people who didn't have any insurance, the potential marketplace for the Obamacare legislation was initially 32 million people. Uh, as it's boiled down to, we've had many of these conversations, uh, the present insured Obamacare population is 22 million people uh, through this year. So, you know, we've talked about was it successful, was it not successful? Uh, whatever your opinion was, it's lasted seven years. And if we know anything about uh, health insurance and statistics, we know after a period of time, expenses, you know, increase to a point where it needs some uh, some change of some type, either change or replacement, which is where we're at right now. That was originally geared for the individual and small employer marketplace. The small employer uh, marketplace was not very successful. Uh, very few employers took advantage of the small employers took advantage of that. So in answer to your question, Sean, the large employer marketplace was not factored in as far as the ACA is concerned. Okay. And that, that might have been a mistake. Uh, the only real factor that they put, seems to they seem to put in place were additional administrative burdens on a lot of these employers through That's compliance true. and reporting things. Yeah. And in the, in this new proposal, are we seeing anything that's really addressing the employer marketplace, or is that still just going to kind of be out off on its own, doing its own? No, thing? it's going to be off on its own. And I think we need to to look at crunching some numbers because. As I said, what's happening is the large consulting firms have just come out with their statistics in terms of what were those costs, are those costs in 2017, to kind of give us a picture of what we're looking forward to potentially into 2018. Uh, in 2017, the cost of health care for a typical American family of four covered by an average employer-sponsored preferred provider organization plan is $26,944, almost $27,000. Uh, that's an increase. Remember, we're talking about the employer marketplace. That's an increase of 4.3%, uh, which is one of the smallest increases we've seen since 2001. But nonetheless, it's, it's an increase. It's something to be dealt with. So if we use that as a moving forward statistic, once employers get their renewal notices uh, beginning this month uh, and the next month or two, they have to figure out what they're going to do in terms of changing the existing plan, changing carrier, you know, tweaking what already exists, uh, and where their folks have used the, the benefits in terms of what do they do next. Uh, do they take away some benefits? Do they make... Uh, more of the cost uh, being shared by the employee than it already is. Uh, you know, where they go from there. Many, many employers uh, approach this with the standpoint of a, of a budget, and they have to figure out what they're going to spend, uh, what portion they're going to, of course, they're going to share, uh, and what action they're going to take for 2018. And so this is why the listeners might have, when they're working somewhere getting their insurance, they might notice that their copay goes up. For example, from one year to the next, or well, copay or up. coinsurance or benefits—you um, know—some change, so that when it comes around to open enrollment season, hearing our broadcast today, they understand where some of the cost elements are coming from. Uh, when employers look at how their folks have used the plan that they've offered to them this year, uh, and based upon that utilization what the plan or plans are going to look like uh, for 2018 and what the cost and the cost sharing is going to be. When, when an employer is kind of looking in at some of the co the costs in their plan, what are some of the areas that are concerning? What, what's, what's causing these increases for these groups? Well, basically how their folks are using uh, the plan, uh, how much is being used for emergency room, for prescription drugs, uh, for... Uh, for specialty care, for other health care providers. Uh, again, utilization, how employees are using the plans that have been provided to them uh, are using the plans uh, and what those statistics are uh, as the employers sit down to begin to deal with 
uh, how their folks have used the plan they've put on the table. Okay. All right. That sounds good. When when should they expect these discussions to be happening again? Right now or soon? Well, employers are going to start to have these discussions with the carriers uh, and vendors that they use. Uh, so this is a conversation that will begin right now in June uh, and will continue through uh, August. Uh, once you get into September, that's generally when uh, HR departments uh, start getting their materials ready. And then you've got October, November, December, uh, which is typically open enrollment season, in which these the, the decisions that employers have made, when those plans are put forth to the employees and giving them a period of time to make their decisions in terms of what they're going to opt for in terms of benefits, as well as any ancillary or voluntary benefits that may be attached to those plans. Okay, and those ancillary or voluntary benefits would be an example of of those. Well, listening. it could be uh, you know dental, could be additional life insurance, uh, could be uh, vision, uh, could be you know cancer plans, uh, could be out of pocket expense, uh, specialty coverages that may be offered on a voluntary basis you know, by the employer or by the by the carrier or vendors that are being used. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, let's look at a, a an employee of an organization that, that just a couple of typical employee that might be a family of four. Um, what are some of the health, the health care costs that a family of four would be, is facing right now? And is there any like light at the end of the tunnel or is, or is it going to be, similar to this for a while as far as these costs that they're facing? Because I hear well, from a lot of people a lot of pain happening. Well, a lot of the pain happening is how they're using their plans. And, again, a lot of this depends upon what type of plan that they have, uh, how much freedom they have to use uh, the uh, you know the, uh, the medical facilities that are being offered to them through the plan uh, and uh, how their family is using the plan. And that's where where the difference between individual use and family use develops in terms of the costs. Okay. Okay. So what what are some of the maximum exposure? As I like to say, I mean, should families be preparing for twelve thousand dollars potentially on an annual basis? Or well, let's take a look based upon these statistics. What uh, the statistics this summer right now are telling us um, the total dollar cost, uh, you know, of the twenty six thousand nine hundred and forty four dollars, eleven thousand six eighty five is being paid by the employee through a combination of of uh, seventy one hundred dollars in payroll deductions for premium. And forty five hundred dollars in out of pocket uh, uh, costs, uh, you know, in, incurred, you know, for care. So, for example, uh, the the employees pay, a, you know, a bigger share of the health care pie. Uh, they're paying forty three percent of the expenses, and employers are paying fifty seven percent of the expenses. Oh, okay. All right. So big dollars then. Yeah. Any other thing on the, in this topic uh, before we take our second time out of the day? No, just just as a breakdown of costs, those are the costs between the employer and the employee. Uh, we'll get into other aspects of this, uh, you know, after the break. But these are the numbers that, that both folks have to deal with. Okay. All right. Very good. Coming up next segment, we're going to take a look at uh, some of the things as far as accessing the uh, the system looking at inpatient and outpatient care uh, other health care professional services uh, making you aware of some pharmacy costs issues so still plenty to cover on this week's episode of america's health care challenge hey do yourself a favor uh, go ahead and like our page it's facebook.com slash america's health care challenge just posted a video over there with a really important message I would like you to check it out. Again, Facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge. Our SoundCloud page has the podcast as well as iTunes. Just uh, Google Edie Bellis INC and you will you will find it. Uh, we'll be right back with much more on this week's show.
Making critical decisions begins with the most comprehensive and up-to-date information available. Universal Information Services, headquartered right here in the heartland since 1908, serves institutions, corporations, and government agencies around the world, bringing the best media intelligence to their clients. Managing media contacts, monitoring all forms of media, and measuring the reach and impact of your key messages is no longer reserved for only public relations. Managing your business through advanced news monitoring and measurement is now a necessary tool for every competitive organization. Having a trusted partner to deliver the insight you need is how business is done today and no company delivers better media intelligence than Universal Information Services. To learn more, go to cmeasureshare.com. That's cmeasureshare.com or call 1-800-408-3178. Are you about to turn 65 or currently on Medicare? The healthcare system can be a complex and frustrating maze, but it doesn't have to be. Holly and HKG Medicare Solutions are here to help. Need help planning for healthcare expenses in retirement or choosing the right plan? Her advice is absolutely free and specific to you. HKG Medicare Solutions is contracted and authorized to consult on Medicare Advantage and Medicare Supplement plans. To schedule a consultation, give Holly a call. 402-502-5286. 402-502-5286. Marketplace Nebraska is a full-service resource for anyone who needs help with their individual and business health insurance needs. If you got a tax bill from the IRS for not purchasing health insurance, let us help you. With more than 1,000 people helped into Obamacare so far, we can get you signed up fast and over the phone. Depending on your age and income, policies can be as low as $20 a month. Click MarketplaceNebraska.com to learn more and sign up today. Healing Tree is Omaha's premier counseling agency providing individual, couples, and family therapy. Maybe you're feeling overwhelmed at work, depressed, or angry. Bill, Laura, and their team are there to help. All of the therapists at Healing Tree are professional and understand your situation. They accept most insurance and they're confidential. Located in Omaha's historic old market, their office is one of a kind and a great way to escape the stress of everyday life. Check HealingTreeOmaha.com to learn more. That's HealingTreeOmaha.com. Looking for the most exclusive club downtown? The perfect place for your next dining experience, event, or work outing is the Omaha Press Club. With an amazing view of Omaha and featuring a certified executive chef and event coordinator, what are you waiting for? Click omahapressclub.com to learn more. You worked hard, scraped and saved for years, and thought you had everything figured out for retirement. Now you're looking at higher premiums, healthcare costs, and uncertainty with your doctor. Let E.D. Bellis help you solve this problem and find the right program for you. Go to edbellisinc.com and request a free consultation. At E.D. Bellis, we know healthcare. This is America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. I just see a huge train wreck come down. On News Talk 1290. Join the conversation by calling 1-800-577-1290 or online at healthreformexplained.com. Once again, here's your host, Sean McGuire. And welcome back to the show. Man, it's uh, hot outside, uh, but it's um, nice and cool in here, and we're talking about uh, all of the uh, the things that we're spending some time in this segment talking about access uh, with Stuart, uh, access, I guess, is when you where you would access healthcare services. Kind of one of the important concepts within healthcare, um, understanding it. Uh, the policymakers like to use that term, access. So we're talking about inpatient, outpatient care uh, to begin. Stuart, let's uh, let's help the listeners understand uh, what that might mean. Well, on that, let's let's start with what are the components of healthcare costs. Uh, is the amount paid for each type of service and the frequency in which each type uh, type of service is used? Um, so when we look at this, approximately one half of healthcare expenses are for hospital services. That includes both inpatient and outpatient. The total increase in hospital expenses uh, in 2017 was uh, 3.9% its lowest rate of increase uh, since 2001. Inpatient hospital costs uh, grew by 3.7%. Outpatient costs grew by 4.2%. Uh, but historically, outpatient costs have grown at higher rates than inpatient costs, although the gap has narrowed in the last couple of years. 
uh, health plan uh, contracts with hospitals employ outpatient case rates or payment rates grounded in Medicare allowable fees uh, uh, levels, which helps to control the rate of growth uh, in outpatient uh, facilities expenses. Okay, okay. So, so what was that thing you mentioned about with hospitals, uh, about half of their costs? Uh, half of their costs uh, of healthcare expenses are for these hospital services, whether it's in uh, inpatient or outpatient. Okay. And then depending upon the contracts with the hospitals is how those costs are reimbursed uh, because outpatient uh, case rates are based upon Medicare allowable fee schedules. Okay. Well, I think that that's why people should be, and we've done segments about this before as far as just really understanding all of the fine print within your benefits, especially as it relates to inpatient uh, care. And I've also noticed a lot of people who have uh, had high deductible health plans recently, um, collection efforts are, are pretty aggressive at, at a lot of these places as well because mm-hmm. of this. Yeah, administrators are very aggressive in that area today. So if I'm a listener out, out there driving right right now, what, what are some of the things that they should be doing to uh, protect themselves, uh, protect their downside on some of these things? Well, a couple of things is, number one, track what their expenses are through the year. Uh, Here we are in June, so they've got six months of trackable uh, tracking uh, medical expenses, both for either uh, doctor visits, specialist visits, their prescription drug costs, uh, any major expenses they've had this year. Uh, And based upon that, they really could determine from a family standpoint what their use and what their need for coverage is going to be uh, going into 2018. Uh, if if any of these employers offer uh, any uh, type of special plans which help to take care at, at, at out-of-pocket expenses, which could be funding accounts, HSAs, FSAs, health reimbursement accounts, or special programs that we call GAP plans, that are specifically geared towards helping uh, you know, a, a patient uh, pay for their out-of-pocket expenses. These are the things they should be aware of as tools to help them with their out-of-pocket expenses. So would that be like a hospitalization plan? Would that be an example of something? Yeah, it, 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 it's uh, you know, a, a plan that takes care of hospital um, deductibles, co-insurances, uh, that the medical, the underlying medical plan doesn't pay, okay. where it's the responsibility of the employee for, for those first dollar expenses. Okay. All right. All right. That sounds good. What other professional services uh, um, should people be aware of uh, with regards to all this next topic? Well, <clears throat> that includes physicians and healthcare professionals uh, that are incurred by a patient who uses a hospital, a clinic, surgical center, standalone lab or imaging center, or the physician's office themselves. Uh, there's been uh, some growth rates for professional services. Uh, they've moderated over the years, but it's still growing, and it's growing this year uh, at 3.5%. Okay. All right. A- any other things on that, that topic? No, not really. Just uh, to... To be selective in terms of when they need care, how much care they really need, and do they always need to go to specialists? Or can they uh, they deal with a regular general practitioner, so the the expense you know for that service is less. I see. So it's really important, and people don't really shop around much in healthcare, do they? Like they do for other purchases. It's amazing no, how they, much time people spend on other No, purchases. they don't, but interestingly enough, and you bring up a, a, a good point here, you're going to find many health care plans uh, at the employer level offering these shopping services for physicians, for procedures, for prescription drugs, uh, the kinds of which uh, transparent tools they haven't offered or seen before. You're going to see more of that in 2018 as an attempt to help employer employees uh, to shop for the services they really need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, important um, decisions ahead, and it's important to know all the tools that are available for you because there are some strategies out there that are beneficial. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
mm-hmm. people just don't really know uh, about them. So uh, anything else, or should we move on to the, the pharmacy costs, which is a big, big thing uh, as part that's of the major. Plan. Yeah, yeah, that's major. Let's uh, um, let's let's help them understand that. All right, <clears throat> prescription drug costs this year uh, has grown at eight percent. That's more than double the medical uh, increase, the medical inflation rate of three point six percent. But it is a major component of what they're spending uh, in hospital and at a hospital, uh, because prescription drug uh, benefits have grown more quickly than any other health care expense. And uh, drugs have increased uh, approximately 13.2% since this was first measured in 2001. So the increases have been extreme. Uh, More than one-sixth of a family's health care expenses are now for prescription drugs. Uh, That includes medication uh, delivered uh, to patients in hospitals, outpatient infusion centers, and physicians' offices. Uh, it's it's a major cost, you know, and that has increased in terms of the kinds of medication that folks are using. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there's within that there's a whole other uh, thing with specialty drugs and understanding your formulary and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Do you have any comments on the formulary question? People don't well, even know what a formulary is out there. In group medical plans, uh, each year there is a formulary, which is a list of drugs uh, that the plan will reimburse as part of the plan's uh, benefits. And uh, people need to take a look in terms of what the formulary will cover on a year-to-year basis. And if some of their drugs are not being covered, are there other sources of reimbursement? For example, uh, are health savings accounts offered? Are health reimbursement accounts or flexible spending account uh, benefit uh, offered uh, as addendums to the health plan to help them to take care of their out-of-pocket expenses, which may be some of these drugs that don't appear on this year's pharmacy list? What about specialty drugs? Specialty drugs is a, is a category that's that's growing because of the complexity of some medical conditions that folks have. Um, uh, there are some special programs, uh, and some of these manufacturers have rebate programs. Uh, the rebates are paid at point of service, and depending upon the way the physician uh, uh, benefit managers are structuring these plans, they have risk management programs that... Once a high-use individual has been identified, they have special programs that will help them to manage uh, that chronic illness and the prescription drugs that have been prescribed, you know, for that illness. And then um, what about brand and generic? Those are a couple other terms people might need to know about. Well, obviously, there there is a, a pipeline full of brand drugs that have been around for a while. Some of them are uh, coming to the end of, of their, their life cycle, and therefore you see a, grow, a growth in, um, in generic drugs, uh, look-alike drugs. Um, there's something called therapeutic substitution that you have to check with your physician to find out if a therapeutic drug uh, is a viable substitute for the brand name drug you may be taking, which is much more expensive. One of those the, are discussions between patient and and uh, you know and, and physician. It needs to to take place. Okay, okay. Um, let me, what about I guess um, on that subject, um, you mentioned rebate programs. Um, I think that is something that people haven't aren't really aware of. And I think uh, one of the things, because I'm actually on one of these drugs, and my physician told me that it's almost better to be underinsured than uninsured because of these rebate programs. Uh, any any advice on where the listeners could find out more on a rebate program if they're on one of these drugs? Well, the first, uh, everything starts with the physician. And when they find out that they're uh, they're 
the formulary in their group plan does not cover this drug. Um, you you need to call the carrier themselves to find out if there are any special programs that they have that they've negotiated uh, with a uh, a pharmacy benefit manager that they use for special drugs uh, in terms of these programs. Some of the the uh, the, the pharmacy manufacturers will have uh, special programs for low-income individuals together with rebate programs so that somewhere between the carry themselves, the pharmacy benefit manager they use, um, and any special programs that the employer might have put in place, as I said, health savings accounts, uh, health reimbursement accounts, uh, would help the, the uh, employee in terms of their out-of-pocket uh, costs for these drugs. Okay. All right, great. All right, let's take a timeout, and when we come back, we got uh, one, maybe two segments left. We'll see how it goes, and we're going to be looking uh, ahead, looking ahead at what we're going to be talking about. Uh, we're going to be looking at uh, the, the variation in costs uh, across different states. That's something that's uh, incredibly important for that whole debate. Uh, should we do a national approach? Should we do a state-based approach? That's an important issue. And then we're going to look at uh, employers and employees' shares of health care costs uh, in, in their plan. With Stuart Sloan and I'm Sean McGuire with you on the program America's Healthcare Challenge. Thank you so much for listening, and we will be right back. Making critical decisions begins with the most comprehensive and up-to-date information available. Universal Information Services, headquartered right here in the heartland since 1908, serves institutions, corporations, and government agencies around the world, bringing the best media intelligence to their clients. Managing media contacts, monitoring all forms of media, and measuring the reach and impact of your key messages is no longer reserved for only public relations. Managing your business through a Advanced news monitoring and measurement is now a necessary tool for every competitive organization. Having a trusted partner to deliver the insight you need is how business is done today and no company delivers better media intelligence than Universal Information Services. To learn more, go to cmeasureshare.com. That's cmeasureshare.com or call 1-800-408-3178. Marketplace Nebraska is a full-service resource for anyone who needs help with their individual and business health insurance needs. If you got a tax bill from the IRS for not purchasing health insurance, let us help you. With more than 1,000 people helped into Obamacare so far, we can get you signed up fast and over the phone. Depending on your age and income, policies can be as low as $20 a month. Click MarketplaceNebraska.com to learn more and sign up today. Are you about to turn 65 or currently on Medicare? The healthcare system can be a complex and frustrating maze, but it doesn't have to be. Holly and HKG Medicare Solutions are here to help. Need help planning for healthcare expenses in retirement or choosing the right plan? Her advice is absolutely free and specific to you. HKG Medicare Solutions is contracted and authorized to consult on Medicare Advantage and Medicare Supplement plans. To schedule a consultation, give Holly a call. 402-502-5286. 402-502-5286. Healing Tree is Omaha's premier counseling agency providing individual, couples, and family therapy. Maybe you're feeling overwhelmed at work, depressed, or angry. Bill, Laura, and their team are there to help. All of the therapists at Healing Tree are professional and understand your situation. They accept most insurance and they're confidential. Located in Omaha's historic Old Market, their office is one of a kind and a great way to escape the stress of everyday life. Check HealingTreeOmaha.com to learn more. That's HealingTreeOmaha.com. You've seen the movie Father of the Bride. When it comes to weddings, there's enough to worry about. Consider the Omaha Press Club as the venue for your baby's big day. With memberships as low as $15 per month, rentals are free for members. And we have an executive chef who will design the perfect menu for you. Click omahapressclub.com and our event coordinator and wedding planner will contact you for a zero-obligation consultation. That's omahapressclub.com. The Omaha Press Club, where you belong. 
You worked hard, scraped and saved for years, and thought you had everything figured out for retirement. Now you're looking at higher premiums, health care costs, and uncertainty with your doctor. Let E.D. Bellis help you solve this problem and find the right program for you. Go to edbellisinc.com and request a free consultation. At E.D. Bellis, we know health care. America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290 is produced by E.D. Bellis and presented by HKG Medicare Solutions, self-funded plan administrators, Renaissance Captive Solutions, the Omaha Press Club, and Caring for People Services. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to the show, 402-342-1290. If you want to get in uh, with our questions, uh, we got one text today, and I'm gonna, we'll address that this segment. But want to differentiate uh, between the two, uh, I guess, when with you when you have a plan through your employer, I think it's important for you to understand the that the employer is picking up part of your costs and you are picking up part of your costs. So, Stuart, why don't we help people understand how that um, goes away? Because a common thing that I hear is people talking about Cobra, for example, which is and how expensive it is. Uh, so, so your comments on that, Stuart? Well, again, <clears throat> we talked about the split in costs. You know, we started the show with these statistics. COBRA is a cost <clears throat> that if an employee leaves an employer, <clears throat> they take the plan with them for up to 18 months, um, you know, at a, at, a, at a cost plus an additional, you know, 2%. Um, so it's 102% of, of the standard premium uh, for their cost that they, you know, experience right now. COBRA is a cost that, again, is only incurred when somebody leaves an employer, you know, plan. So why would somebody's plan go from maybe $100 to $500 through COBRA? It wouldn't. Okay. So it that, just doesn't happen. So their their employer was paying that difference? That's probably the change that they saw? No, the employer wouldn't wouldn't charge that kind of differential. They can only, uh, you know, they can only in a group setting, they can only uh, charge a hundred and two percent of premium, which is the regular premium plus two percent. Okay, all right, that sounds good. That sounds good. Let's talk about uh, this important topic of variation in co- of costs. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one of the things that people don't realize is how. Healthcare costs vary uh, quite a bit uh, from different from state to state. Lots of different factors: age of the population, rural versus urban, uh, access to care, uh, healthcare disparities is a big big part of it. What are some of the things that the average person uh, out there listening needs to know about variation of costs? Uh, well, <clears throat> again, let's let's start with the first part of of the way you introduced that topic. Um, states are the laboratory for any changes in health care and, in, you know, within the benefits industry. And states are looking at it in, in terms of uh, what their rules are, you know, how, you know, can they offset their own costs, uh, doing some neat things. And there are a lot of discussions going on about different things. For example, uh, Maine has a, adopted a very successful high-risk pool uh, you know, for for high-risk individuals that probably had pre-existing condition uh, and other health factors. Uh, and it's what's called an in, uh, invisible high-risk pool. Uh, you know, they, it's not seen up front, uh, you know, but the premiums are paid. You know, they, they complete a health questionnaire, and premiums are paid into one of a couple of pools so that people are directed where they need to go. An interesting discussion that's going on right now uh, in New York and California is the pos- the possibility of a single payer plan in those states. It's under discussion uh, in the, the New York State Legislature right now, and California has just uh, put a pencil to what potentially the cost could be, which is four hundred billion dollars. And the question comes in: Where are they going to get that kind of money? You know that that is a is a question that's being debated right now. Getting to the second part of what you introduce here, variation in cost. Um, employers sometimes uh, put together plans with narrow networks, so that that hopefully can reduce or control the costs uh, of the plan that they're providing to employees. 
but you introduced uh, some of the other elements, which is you take a look at a typical group and the age and gender of the particular group. Uh, there's wide variations in you know in that, uh, not only in the group today, but maybe a year down the road. Maybe people leave, maybe people come in. The average age of the group changes. That has a factor. Uh, the individual health status. How have the folks used the plan within the year? That's uh, something that affects costs. The geographic area. Uh, is it an urban, is it a rural setting employer? Uh, those factors are going to come into play. And the provider variation. The carry that's being used, or if it's a self-funded plan, uh, what's the cost of the reinsurance to back up that plan uh, in the area that, that the uh, employer resides? And the insurance coverage itself. What has the employer decided to do? Uh, provide a PPO plan, which is what our statistics today have, uh, you know, have talked about. Uh, will it be an HMO? Will it be a, a, a point of service plan? Will it be uh, an exclusive provider organization plan? All of these affect cost, Sean. Awesome. All right, Stuart, we're we're at the end of our show. Went fast as always. Any uh, final thoughts uh, in about fifteen seconds worth? No. Uh, again, employees employers should be looking at their costs for the first six months uh, and and get an idea in terms of what their needs are going to be for the balance of the year going into two thousand eighteen. All right. Sounds good. Uh, thanks again for joining us, Stuart, and thank you for listening. If you want to hear hear the episode again, uh, something caught your attention, we'll be posting that on our Facebook page later this week, and you can check it out there. Until next time, I will see you. Keep uh, you keep cool out there. <laughs>